We've had a week off, but we are back with a bang with a huge first versus second clash with the Tigers in a couple of days' time. This is True Bloods, the number one Sydney Swans fan podcast. And today on the show, we'll be discussing our review of the first half of season 2018, the preview of the big match this Thursday night against Richmond, and of course, everything else Sydney Swans. My name's Tom Flanagan, and I'm joined in the Podular Media Studio, as always, by Madison Clark and Ben Andrew. How are we, fellas? Did you enjoy the week off? I, uh, I actually felt it was quite cathartic to have a week away from the Swannies. I don't know how you boys felt, but uh, it kept the heart rate at a nice manageable level, Benny. I know exactly what you mean, but I found this weekend of football really boring. Well, it was without a, a game to, round, It was it? a shocking round, and there was just no game that I was looking forward to. Yeah. How the bloody hell did the Dons get on? No, I, actually, do you know <laughs> get what? Get on the West Coast. That just really set the tone, didn't that, it? That was a fantastic first quarter to watch. That was so good. Bombers up and running at their best. Yes. You don't see it every week, but when they're up, they're, they're <laughs> good to watch. Very rarely see it, in fact. So. Oh, actually, be- before we talk about the Swannies... No, I still think they're garbage. Before we talk about the Swannies, <laughs> I actually went to North Melbourne versus the Bulldogs, which I thought was a fantastic Ooh, game to God, be out live. That was a good game. Great game that to be out live. That wouldn't was fun to watch. Wouldn't you have rather go and see Hawthorne and Gold Coast? <laughs> I can't believe that uh, I'm actually saying it, but like... That was a really impressive game to watch. Oh, and that's, and the North keep game. in mind my comments throughout the year on North. They're a good was, side, man. A really, they're a good let's, side. Okay, let's punt the brakes there, Mads. But, um, they it, are. It is, they are. No, they are. They're, they're very good. I just... How how did the Bulldogs not just say, Rightio, we've just kicked it out of bounds on the full. <laughs> let's just put everyone in the defensive 50 to be safe. Yeah, and well, he, he had Honeychurch literally 20 metres yeah, away from him. The decision, could have had a shot on goal. The decision to kick long and the, the ball that went out in the full. Mitch Wallace, you know, he's a great player, but uh, yeah, not his finest moment You know there. what? Shocking. Absolutely. Like, terrible decision. But as oh. soon as it went out of bounds, everyone in the everyone in the room where I was just said, coast to coast, surely not. Well, and sure enough, opposite pocket. To opposite pocket, yeah. and it lands with Zeebel in front of goal. Well, we talk, we spoke about respect for opposition when we played North, and it was those three blokes, yes. Zeebel, uh, who kicked the goal, Higgins and Brown, who that, set it up. Is that respect, or is it immaturity from the Bulldogs? Well, it's uh, a little from column A, it's a little from column B. I guess you, if you leave a two-on-three with the three best North Melbourne players alone in the forward half. This is a team that won a premiership in two that. Oh, sorry. Didn't win, stole a premiership in 2016. You think they'd be able to uh, just lock down the last? You think they'd learn how to win a game of football? Yeah. But anyway, what do you know? Anyway, Moving on. That's, yeah, it's enough about the Bulldogs and North Melbourne and all that nonsense. <laughs> the rest of to, the rubbish AFL. Here to talk about the Swannies and our first half of the 2018 season it has been a pretty impressive first half. Capped off with a great win against West Coast a fortnight ago, and we of course go into a big game against Richmond on Thursday night. And I think. The likes of Kennedy, Franklin, Parker, McVeigh, Grundy, Rampion, Smith, they've always been cricket. Yeah, terrific. They have been for a number of years um, in, in our side. But I think the major improvement in our side this year has come from that underbelly that needed to go to another level for us yeah. to go to another level. And that's Sinclair, Haney, Lloyd, Hewitt, Oflo, Jonesy, Cunningham, Haywood, and Ronk. Yep. Those guys have catapulted us into a much better team than we were this time last year. By all year. means. McCartan as well. Yep, yeah. McCartan. Th- definitely throw him into it. I think when you talk about the likes of Oflo, Hayward, Ronk and um, McCartan, to be honest, that's kind of been sugar on top. Yeah. And is the reason why, even though we're not really pulling four-quarter efforts together, 
we're still sitting second on the ladder. Well, here's the thing. So you mentioned before that it's been impressive. And looking back on the first half of the year now, I would agree with you. It has been impressive. But I, what I'm still looking for is exactly what you just mentioned there, Ben, a, a, a four-quarter game. Because I, again, really don't think we've put four quarters of footy together. Um, and no, I think, we haven't. We like, haven't. Not, not once this year. Um, and if you want to win a flag, that's what you have to do, Tommy. Gee, it'd be timely if we could do it this week. We need it this week to get over the we line. We do, we do. It's a pretty good opponent. Uh, but it shows the strength of our depth when guys like Aaliyah and Marsh and Fox and Robinson have been in and out of the side, have impressed every time they've come into the side, but can't hold down a regular spot. There's that mm. much depth uh, in the squad at the moment. We're able to rotate players around to horses for courses suit the needs of each week, week to week. No doubt. No doubt, absolutely. We've also had uh, quite a few players sort of just slot into sort of multiple roles as well. Yeah. That's you know, it. And we've been able to cover, you know, a loss in the forward line with another mid or a loss in the back line uh, by bringing another, bringing another forward, another mid, and sort of switching things around a little bit. The way we've covered Callum Mills, it's like it was completely seamless. Yep. The way we've which operated there, yeah. Yeah. which is fortunate. And and McVeigh slipping out of the late withdrawal last week as well, seemingly uh, not last week, a fortnight ago now, um, seemingly covered him with complete ease as well. Yep. Bringing a Lear into the side, it was again seamless. Yeah, and hard to hard to get rid of someone like a Lear now that he's in. Yep. Well, that's it. That's uh, it. I mean, he's he's. It's not as though he's a midfielder like like Robinson, who has been in great form but struggled to maintain his spot just based on the fact that he's on the fringe. And, and Lear in the back line is, is more important. And when we get to our Richmond preview, we'll talk about the uh, selection conundrums. That we, McVeigh that we face. will be playing. Exactly right. McVeigh mm. due to come back into the side, so someone has to go out. So mm-hmm. we'll, uh, we'll talk about that a bit later. But um, in this first segment, I reckon it's a good opportunity. We don't have a game to review, so it's a good uh, time to maybe go with a few player ratings. And let's go with the old school style, the, uh, the school report card, A plus through to F. And um, let's start from the top. Number three, Jared McVeigh. Benny? Oh, A+. plus, 100%. It couldn't ask Without me. a shadow of a doubt. Moving on, please. Yeah. <laughs> uh, class and composure as that extra defensive midfielder. His, his ball use has been immaculate and his leadership invaluable. It, it doesn't look... Uh, to think look, there were question marks. To be marks. slowing down. To, to, think, to think there were question marks. Yeah. He, again, I, I from what I can remember... Of Judd McVeigh, he's been playing a very long time, but you'd struggle to find a better season that he's played. Yeah, it's up there. It's up there with his best. Up there with his best. Dan Hanabry. Injuries have slowed him down a bit this year, but still vitally important in whichever role he plays. Is he? I, th- I think he is. I think um, there's a spot for him in the side. Even well, there's if a, there's a, I'm, I'm intrigued to get your thoughts on this, Mads. There's, there's a big difference between there's a spot for him and. You know, he's vitally important. I I think we need to make sure that he is vitally important because I think his experience and his smarts are going to be crucial come the business end of the season. Even if his leg speed is found wanting, you can put him in a different role and he can have a massive, massive impact on a big final. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's... It's, his experience is invaluable, in that's, my opinion. Yeah. Uh, and the the fact is... I know he's been belted around a bit, but he's only twenty-seven. Yeah, absolutely. I, I hold. And I know he's always. Around. I know he's always got the tape on. He's you know he's always hobbling here and there, but he's 
But he's, he's tough as nails, and that's what he does. He gets in and under, and eventually, you've got. We've just got to run with him and let him find his form. We do. You're not going to send him back to the to the needle now. He's already come along. Of course not. Of course not. And I'm not saying we. I'm certainly not saying we do. I'm just saying the what we've gotten out from him, although he's had limited game time. I just feel I hark back to Ryan O'Keefe. Right, this is a man that you know won a Norm Smith Medal in 2012. And he was playing the best football of his career, and then his pace went. I mean, you could argue that you're saying that Hanbury can play another role where pace isn't necessarily required. Why didn't they do that with Ryan O'Keefe? Well, I think O'Keefe, it's a bit more of a physical force, and he, without the leg speed, there probably wasn't the role for him as there might be for Hannah's, where his ground level, Hannah's ground level craftiness. I think there's a role for him in the forward half as. I'd take Robbie, Robbie Gray for an example over at Port Adelaide. He's had leg issues, but they still stick him deep forward and yeah. he damages games from that position. He doesn't have to spend massive minutes running through the midfield. And if he did, he'd slow down their midfield anyway. So they leave him forward and he still has a massive impact because he's so crafty and clever. Yeah. I feel like Hannes could have a similar impact in our forward half, even I, if I we see that no longer on, a midfield to, option. To touch on your point, Mads, about, uh, about Ryan O'Keefe, the situation, the situation arises, and you deal with it. But at the moment, I actually, I just want to persevere with what we're doing with Hannah's, and I'm happy to see him in and around contests because I just think the more exposure that he gets, the more likely he is to re regain his form. And if we start piss funny around, chuck him in pockets, and trying to get him to sneak a couple of goals. I mean, I, I personally, I still think he's best serviced in the midfield, in and under. So based on our pre-season expectations of him, where would you rate him? I've given him a C. D. C plus. All right. Uh, number five, Isaac Heaney. Turned into one of oh. the elite players of the competition this year. Silk. Leading the True Bloods Player of the Year Award and a Brownlow contender for sure. Can't say enough good things about this man. He is a balanced operator. That's what, whenever I how, watch... How many, how many pluses can we give here? Yeah. <laughs> whenever I watch games with, with mates who aren't necessarily Sydney supporters, they're always just amazed that he is literally everywhere at every contest. There, there's that blonde head of his. Doing doing everything. Exactly. Taking grabs, climbing, getting yep. his own ball. Kicking goals. Kicking goals. Kicking set shot goals in the forward line and then... Setting know, them up. Handing off. Yeah. Taking handball receives, backing himself. Being an outside. Cleanest man in the comp. Being an outside midfielder and an inside midfielder somehow. Cleanest man in the comp. Big call. No, but it's not, un- not unfounded. No argument from me. Uh, A plus plus. Our yeah. best player this, in yep. terms of. Smokey for the brown though. Yeah, 100%. Always gamble responsibly. Yep. Um, it is, it, for mine, I think in terms of, um, value and what he's brought to the side in terms of his marking, his his touches, his uh his cleanliness, his goals, I think he's the highest value, followed closely by someone who I will get to later. For mine, it's his tackling. For yours, Matt? For mine. <laughs> the, the there's ta- that phrase. The tackling is I don't I don't think we've got a better tackler in, in our side, to be honest. Hey, it was that tackle on uh was it Yo? Yeah. Was it Yo? Yeah. I can't I remember. It was. Anyway, he just bear hugged yeah. him. It he's, was incredible. He's brutal. Yeah, he's A double plus, 100 out of 800 for me. Uh, 
for mine, for me. Uh, number seven, Harry Cunningham. Now, I reckon this man looks a lot more sure of himself at AFL level than he did in any time previously in his career, starting to have a heavy impact on games by getting to more contests, and he's using his power running. Uh, uh, like He always covered a lot of Ks, but he's doing it smartly now, and he's getting into dangerous spots. Completely agree with everything you just said. 100%, absolutely, for mine. I think <laughs> it is... Uh, an A plus for sure. You want to talk about by comparison to preseason expectations, mm. he has blown him out of the water. Yeah. He just looked. He used to look, and this way was probably maligned by a lot of Sydney supporters. He used to look quite uncertain, and he'd make wrong decisions quite often. So shit himself. I, well, absolutely, Tommy. Um, and I think if I don't know what he's done, but yeah, he's just got. A lot more confidence now, and you can see that when he, whenever he gets the ball, he's he's really sharp, makes really good decisions, and and he's damaging. He's he's a really damaging player and, now, and versatile too. You can play him as a small forward, you can play him as your running back, you can play him as a wingman, midfield rotation as well. He's a very versatile player. Uh, yeah, an A for me. Yeah, I'd give him an A. Uh, number nine, Will Haywood. Now this man, all class for just a kid playing in such an important position, leading our young forward half in style. He looks like he's been playing the game for 10 years. So Mads talks earlier about his mates who talk about Heaney. My mates just talk about Hayward. He's just unbelievable. He's a gun. Yeah. Everything he, he's, I think I'm most impressed by his, by his footy smarts. He just always makes the right decision. His set shot is absolutely sensational. Unsurpassed. Especially under pressure. I feel like when... The, Once the, the pressure's on. Yeah. It doesn't matter where he is. It gets better. It's yeah. through the middle. Exactly. He Look, just goes back. He backs his technique, backs his process, and no, no sweat. And I love his forward half pressure against, too. Against West Coast, he, I think he had a bit of the yips earlier on had in the a, game. But, got, got checked. But, yeah, he definitely got a reality check. But then when the goal needed to be kicked, I think it was in the third quarter or the start of the fourth quarter, no mistake. It was. No mistake. And no, he's awesome. this is just a kid. So you you really couldn't go anywhere but an A yep. at minimum. A for me? I'm going A plus. A plus. I think he's been I think he has been pivotal to yep. our success this year. Uh Jonesy. I think you both, both absolutely write him off oh, there. Wow. Preseason expectations versus what he's delivered. <laughs> you blokes are unbelievable. Uh Jonesy's run and dash off half back and through the middle of the ground. It's been a breath of fresh air this year. Uh when he's got the ball in his hands, we never look stagnant. And yep. that's something that we're probably guilty of uh, in the past. But this year, it hasn't been the case. And Jones has been the instigator of halting that stagnancy, my, if that's a word. Your man. My, my man. Something to deliver? I, I reckon he's got the green light in that regard. They're, because he gets... Completely agree. He gets caught often. Let's, let's be fair. He gets caught often. But I don't mind it. I don't think any of us mind it because it means he's trying. We say it every week. He's trying to break lines. He's he's trying to move the footy on and his role. More often than not, he he does. So again, I don't know, we're going to sound like a broken record tonight, I think. But uh, I'm going for a, going for an A. A. Sorry, Jonesy. Oh. B plus. <laughs> Only because there this. have been a few incidents where he's I agree with everything you're saying I, I think he's been awesome uh, and I always I, I always say it, you look past all of the rundowns and any missed kicks and stuff like that you look, all, you look past that because it's just 
part and parcel with what you're going to get with Jonesy. Uh, for mine, there were a few games that I feel he probably could have had a bigger impact. And I don't say that as in like we're blaming, I blame Jonesy for losses. It's just, I think that, uh, if we get something a little more consistent from him, uh, in terms of his, uh, efficiency, that's what elevates him to an A or an A plus versus my preseason expectations. Yeah. Tom Papley has been solid without setting the world on fire. Probably in the back half of the year, it'd be great to see him recapture that 2016-2017 form. Um, yeah, has, hasn't been his brilliant best this year, but he's still been thereabouts. Uh, yeah, look, when it comes to Paps, I'd yeah, be quiet early on. I think he's doing a bit more role-playing this year as opposed to just going out, being a small crumbing forward, kicking goals. I think he's... Uh, I'm loving his forward pressure these last couple weeks. Obviously, excluding last week, I think he was... He's been absolutely fantastic. But he is running through the mid. He's doing yep. a couple of different things as well. He's yep. doing he's doing a couple of things. But I think you hit the nail on the head there. You want consistency out of him. And I think if, if he... Consistency. Well, well, that's the thing. You, If he can pop up and kick two or three, we always... Probably want him to to kick three, hit the right? scoreboard. Yeah, but but doesn't need I, to though with Ronk. No, I know he doesn't. I know he doesn't need to, but that's what I was expecting at the start of the year. I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I was yeah. I was expecting him to be probably. Do you know what? I, I probably I I knew Reed would get injured, so I was thinking he'd be our number two goal kicker realistically because he's a great set shot. He's got. He, his climbing ability is second to none in our team, except maybe Ronk at the moment. But I, I was expecting a lot more scoreboard pressure from him. What do, what do you think, Tom? Yeah, I'm, I'm giving him a B. I think he's down a little bit, but he's still, he's still every week. He's still up there with the tackles, up well, there with the pressure acts. He's not, he's not best on ground. He's not getting in the votes every week, but he's not on the cusp of being dropped. There's other blokes that are. Um, down the bottom end of the 22, more so than Paps. I still think Paps is playing reasonable footy. Um, and it'd be nice if he went to another gear, but even if he remains in the form that he's in now, that's still uh, important for us, even at that level. Yeah, look, I I think a B is appropriate because, as you say, wasn't setting the world on fire at the start of the se- at the start of the season when we. Probably would have liked to have yeah. seen him, you know, a bit more active, but I'll, I'll back him for the rest of the season. Yep. To uh, to to bring it home for the boys. Uh, the skipper JPK, a bit of a slow start for him. wasn't playing well in the first month of the year, but he's completely turned it around in the last eight weeks. Has led from the front and been absolutely outstanding. He's roared up in the True Bloods Player of the Year leaderboard into outright second place. Um, and after a slow start, he's just been everything that we've uh, become accustomed to with Joey Kennedy, just doing everything every week. It was that game against Geelong, wasn't it? Yep. That, that la- the entire game, but obviously that last quarter. Well, it's bouncing back from the Adelaide seven, performance like, the previous something, week. Something silly, like six or seven centre clearances in a quarter. He joke. That's, that's, people came up to me even before that. I think it was after the Adelaide game. Like, JPK is over the hill. I'm like, you have got to be kidding yourself. But then I, I he'll be back. He's twenty. Of, he's twenty nine. He's twenty nine. But then I looked at the Adelaide game, and I'm like, well, yeah, look, he showed signs of you know 
laboring around and probably not not as energized as you would otherwise like him to be but then that final quarter at the cattery was unbelievable yeah kick kick started his year and one of the better individual fourth quarter match winning performances that you'll ever see that one was and has been going from strength to strength since then uh, compared on, to uh, compared to Nick Davis yeah, by, I was about to by say. Tommy compared it to Nick Good Davis George so I'll give him an A. I'll give him an A. Just because that first five weeks was a little bit off, if it had been a really strong five weeks, it would have been another A-plus for JPK. I'll go an A as well, but that's because I'm generous. I, I, you could you could get a B. You could get a B-plus yeah, out of it because of preseason expectations. B-plus. Yep. I, I, thought, no, it'd fair, be, I fair. thought it'd be almost Brownlow contention. Uh, I think there's also a role that he plays, though, obviously being captain, and there's a leadership that... You probably don't think about as much when when making this kind of judgment. Uh, number thirteen, O'Flow would surely a plus, surely be a leading plus, the rising a star, yeah. and Ooh, rising star, probably close to our most improved this year. Composure beyond his years, find space for himself, find space for his teammates. Uh, in situations where you aren't meant to find space, uh, he, he just seems to do it. And for a kid, it's outstanding. You'd have to say the making of him when he became a man was that Bulldogs game. Surely. That, that yep. was his coming of age. When, when I was absolutely full as a boat. <laughs> and I thought we were drawn. <laughs> wow, eh? No, he's been amazing. I've absolutely loved him. Uh, you can't ask much more out of a second-year player. Correct. Uh, and a, play, a second year player who obviously didn't really get a consistent look at it last year. Yeah, so he's he, been he's been amazing and has brought himself from the fringe into the core playing group. Yeah, and it's so hard to you mentioned before with our depth. Imagine how difficult that would be to con- consistently at training put out an effort that that warrants. You know how old is he? No. Oh, sixteen. Yeah. <laughs> that warrants him playing what every game of the year. Oh. How's this for consistency for a kid? Here's his last six weeks. 29, 27, 20, 20, 22, 25. They are berserk numbers. Pretty good. No arguments here. A, a plus. plus. A plus. Uh, number 15, Kieran Jack. Now, I reckon he's just... You gave me a good look there, Tommy. He's just hanging on to his spot, I reckon, Kieran. Needs a big month to hold his spot for the business end of the year. He is now... You talk about Ollie moving from the fringe into the core playing group. Mm. Kieran Jack has moved from the core to the fringe. Yep. He is, in my mind, not a necessary player for us to win a flag. If if you're weighing up between dropping Hanabry and Jack... Hanabry stays all day. Hanabry stays, Jack goes. That's, that's, a, that's only based on the fact that Hanabry has a chance to play himself into form. Yep. I don't think that Kieran Jack is going to do much more than lay a few tackles, maybe bop up for a goal. He doesn't like that that was the strength of his game, wasn't it? Like laying tackles uh, and defensive it, defensive mid. And it's he, just not there anymore. And he can yeah. still offer a bit of grunt in the midfield. It's too slow, he can't go he can't he can't do a run with. Yeah, he can't do a run with he can still be a battering ram, a little battering ram yeah. in the midfield and, and have bursts, but I don't I think the small forward rolls past him, whereas I think just just because hat Ronk Ronk Wrong spot him, and that, that's the thing. Yeah. But you're not going to give him a small yeah. forward role yeah, based exactly. on Ronk and Papley. You've got Ronk and Papley, yeah. yeah. And if and if one of Hanabry or 
Jack are going to be in that small forward role. You probably take Hannah's just because he's craftier. He's a bit of a smarter footballer. He's got a better goal sense. Um, Kieran's a great little battering ram, and he'll give it a go, give it a go, give it a go, give it a go. But at some point, his leg speed isn't going to be good enough. Yeah. At the end of the day, you can summarise it in two words. Too slow. He's too slow, and he will just won't be able to do the things that we need him to do on a consistent basis. Correct. And I love him a bit, and I've loved uh, his his defensive acts that you were talking about, Mads. Like he's been an amazing servant to the club. No, and I don't want to down. I don't want to downplay that. But if we're giving honest feedback, mate, it, he's a he's a C. Yep, he's a C for me as well. But as you just said, he's been. Incredible contributor to the club, and he's helped mould this next group of players. Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. Should not should not be, uh, I suppose, put down despite the wax yeah. that we just and gave him. Do you know what I've heard at training? That's where his value is at yep. present. Yeah. So, and he'll leave that legacy when he does move Correct. on. Correct. Uh, number sixteen, Gary Rowan. A plus plus. So his last fortnight, <laughs> holy hell! His last fortnight, his last three or four weeks have been pretty good. He's getting back towards some of his best form. He hasn't travelled um, much look, this year. Look, he's had uh, an, a strange year. Yeah, it's a difficult year. It's too. yeah. You, you're almost sort of you can't really. It's almost say not available. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just because what he's dealt with. You know, none of touch wood, none of us will ever know what that feels like. And I think the fact that he was out on the park a fortnight afterwards says a lot about his character and the football club. Kicking goals. Correct. Kicking goals. Correct. That was spine tingling. So in, in regards, regards to that, I, I think it's an A plus just just getting getting out there. Yeah. Yeah. To be, to be honest. I was, I was having a laugh. I, I, Everyone knows I'm uh, very fond of Gary. Mm-hmm. I, I give him a B based on the fact that I would never give him an A from the start of a season. Yeah, correct. I don't. He's not. He's not that kind of player. He's not captain consistency, but, is he? No, and he's always he's always been a confidence player. And so, if there's other things going on, bad off the field, or you know, he gets pummeled in the grand final, you know, like how do you? How do you how do you judge it? But it's, for it's, mine, it's a B. On, it's a B based on uh, his effort because every time he's in the side, you know, you talk about uh, one of the one of the True Bloods faithful was talking about uh, was talking about Cal Sinclair and how you look at the effort, you watch him and you look at his face and you just see you can see how much it means to him yep. and what he's doing for the club. It's the same thing with Gary. It's the same thing with Gary, and I challenge anyone who believes otherwise. Speaking of Cal, number eighteen, Callum Sinclair. Oh, hold on, T- Benny, stop. Let's just uh, let's just give this one to Tommy. So we're moving on to uh, <laughs> who is it? <laughs> number eighteen. Number eighteen has Callum gone. Sinclair. Tommy, have you got some thoughts for us? Oh, he's gone from strength to strength, hasn't he? As their number one big man, he's been. Whoa, whoa, Tommy, settle down. He's been given the mantle. Oh. <laughs> Sit down, Tommy. He's standing up. <laughs> He's standing up. <laughs> I'm jumping. jumping He's up. making yeah. moves. Um, no, no, Smith. No, Tippett. Sinclair, just phenomenal. Uh, it, we need it to continue in the second half of the year. It's absolutely vital. We need it to continue. You need to breathe. <laughs> but you just couldn't ask for more from him. No, absolutely not. No, Sinclair, no flag. Simple as that. Simple as that. A plus. So I mentioned earlier Heaney 
as my best sort of value contributor, but I don't think that there has been anyone more important no one. to our side than Cal. No one. And the, I, I say that not only based on his output, but where he's come from. Where he's come from. Based on a conversation that we uh, brought up much earlier in the year around the fact that he was kind of our third Ruckman. Correct. Behind Naismith and Tippett. And we've put him at number one and he's thrived. That's the thing. I, at the start of the year, you would have said a C. You would have thought a C because you would have thought he wasn't going to get the game time to consider anything else. Well, that's an interesting word that you bring up there, game time. He was interviewed at a press conference earlier in the week. I don't actually have the audio of it, but he did say the increase in game time has coincidentally led to his increase in form. So in previous years, he's sitting on the bench to start the game while Naismith starts first ruck, and then he comes on pinch hits as a forward, comes on a pinch hit as a ruckman. This year, he spends 100% 100 of game time in the middle of the ground, and I'm not saying that's the the sole reason that he's flourished this year. There's been been improvements to his performance, but I think it's more evident because of the fact that he's just played pretty much every minute this year, whereas last year he could have played um, half those minutes. So we'd probably you know, see him half the amount of time on the ground and go, oh, well, he's just all right. He's not that good. If he had been playing 100% of game time last year, maybe we see it differently to the massive improvement that he's made this it, year. Perhaps it, if he's not the only option, though, the development doesn't correct. come along how it how it... How it would have if he was, you know, number one ruckman with Naismith sitting at number two pinch hitting. Yep. You know, I think I think there has been a rise to the occasion, and I don't. That's not a comment on on Cal's work rate or anything like that. But I think the, as I said, the occasion. He hasn't had a choice. That he's risen to it, and he has delivered so far beyond what what he really had to. A whole club should not be relying on. On one ruckman. I mean, you look at look at Frio, like even Sandy has a chop out. Yep, yep. The in relation to that, you speak about Sandy. Obviously, he's not rated highly. In the he's getting old, right? It annoys me. It started to really frustrate me that it's starting to irk you. It's starting to irk me, Benny. That Chief's name isn't thrown in. With Gorn and Grundy, oh, it certainly uh, at should least be this year. And but it's not. It's it's never thrown up there. He's equal, if not better, this year, as far as I'm concerned, in terms of versatility. In terms of as you said, versatility Benny, is the key. Isn't yeah, it, it is. But he's still those, doing his bit around the ground. Those two other those two other guys are versatile as well. Gorn and Grundy. They're versatile. So yeah, that's no, absolutely, think, absolutely. Yeah. But he's doing everything that they're doing. Yeah, definitely. He's getting around the ground. He's Bopping up and kicking a couple of goals. He dukes a couple 100%. of grabs. Mate, three-quarter time siren. Mate, has Cal missed? Yeah. <laughs> He's had about four or five shots. <laughs> it's just consistently combative. Yeah. Just 120, 120 minutes of combative footy. And 120 A-pluses, I reckon, for yep. sinkers. Correct. Uh, number 22, Dean Towers. Handy role player in the early weeks, but he can't find a way back in with so many players in form. Tough to give a rating because no. he hasn't played since early in the year. It is tough, but I 
I don't really know what I expected from him at the start of the year. All I know is whenever he's been on the park, he's given 110%. You talk about the look on Cal's face and look on Gary Ryan's face. I feel it's the same with Dean. I, I feel that he... Means a lot know, to him. Oh, it means so much to him to be out there. And I think he's had an uplift in skill this year, definitely. And an uplift of accountability... On, in different roles and over different parts of the ground. So although he hasn't been able to break back into the side, I rate him quite highly this year, to be honest. Yeah, I mean... So where, where, do you, where do you sit then, Matt? I'd sit him at a B. Yeah, it's exactly where I'm putting yeah. him too, based on the fact that, as Matt said, you wouldn't have expected what you've gotten Correct. so far. Well, and I, I think that he's... He's over-delivered, and he's now just being kept out of the side. Yeah. Because... Because we've got unbelievable depth. Well, I've given him a C, and it's just on the fact that I expect him to play more games. At the start of the year, I thought he would be in the best 22 every week as that second ruck. It's so happened that we haven't chosen to use that option as often as I thought we would, so he's played less games. So that's the only reason I give him a C. He's not very effective as a ruck. Like he's, no, but that, he's was, not that was the role that he had to make his own to stay but on the he side. Was, he was never going to make that his own, I don't think. That's, I mean, he's not a know, Look, if you want to take that to the extremes, you know, Ben Ronk. Like, fuck, he's never going to make it. Yeah. You know, like, Dino really shouldn't be in a position. I know, I know he's obviously not. <laughs> he's not Ben Ronk. Yeah. But he's no Ruckman. No. So, But he's willing to step in and have it and, and give it a red hot dip and... He absolutely gave it his all. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. Gave oh, it what's, all. He, what's he meant to do when he's going up against the likes of Buddy Sauce yeah, Jacobs? Yeah, there's a difference between Cal going, okay, I've got to be, you know, the ruckman the whole time because he is a ruckman. <laughs> Dean Towers is not a ruckman, and he probably uh, through a combination of Fox coming in for the Geelong game and Towers Carton, is arguably like not even a spine player. No. Like, no. you chuck him on a wing, you half back. Fox maybe. coming in for the Geelong game and McCartan coming in for the Hawthorne game, that was sort of where we saw Dean fizzle out of the senior side. Correct. Um, but probably, maybe a little harsh giving him a C. Maybe it should be a B based on. No, back effort, yourself, but, Tommy. No, back I yourself, Tommy. You come to on. Back yourself. All right, all right, C. We're so. a group. We are, we are a team of individuals. <laughs> Number 23, Lance Buddy Franklin. Ooh. Now, probably by his own standards, a touch below his brilliant best this year. And he's also missed a couple of weeks. Uh, through injury. Um, but he won the game for us off his own boot against the Eagles in round one with that big bag of eight. And he was scintillating going to the midfield round three against GWS. Um, it was probably the game changer in that particular fixture. While he hasn't been the sole focus for us in the forward half like he has been in previous years, his leadership and his presence up the ground has been massive, helping us shift our forward mix around. Completely agree. Comes into the season... Realistically, an A plus has to be an A plus. With the amount of money we're paying him, I'd say he would have to be. An yeah, A+. but also, also the stature in which he holds in, in his reputation. Oh, absolutely, the goat. Yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. And you know, I think I've said that enough this year. I'm willing to. I'm willing to give him an A plus. I think that he can go even higher, though. That's the thing. Well, then, how could you give him an A plus, Ben? Well. Because it's Bud. <laughs> yeah, a plus is A plus. A plus is the pinnacle. So wouldn't you have him lower if you think he's got more in him? If his ceiling's at yeah. A plus, where has he been this year? Oh. Jeez, you boys are bloody splitting hands. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I've given him a B plus. I've given him a B plus because I still Same. think he's been excellent. He's been sacrilegious. <laughs> but he hasn't quite. That's no, fair. It's a, it's, that's fair. You know, last year he. I've got to be biased. I love him. Last year. I'm still sticking with his no plus who can get better. <laughs> last, last year he ran the Coleman. Um, you know, kicked 10 goals in the last round, dominated the first final against. Uh, Essendon, we obviously haven't got to that point of the year, but he thrashed last year. This year, he's been good. He's been really good. Do you but want to, has he been at his best? Probably not. Here's, here's what I think, Tommy. I reckon, due to a number of external factors, variables, if you will, Benny, I think Buddy is not playing the role that I would be playing him currently. We've seen the whole year how good he is when he moves up centre-half forward into the midfield with his field kicking. Now, I've said from the start of the year that Sam Reid is so vital to the architecture, Benny, of the Sydney Swans Football Club. And the fact that he isn't there has meant he's had to play a little bit deeper, right? And I just don't think that's where his strengths lie. I still anymore. think he's been getting up a fair bit. No, he has been. He has been. McCartan and Haywood. By all means, he has been. But there could have been more of that if we had Sam Reid in the side. Yeah. So so it's a B plus, but it's not on him. It's not. It's it's hard when you're you know the main marking forward when you could have a guy like Sam Reid in there. I think. Fair. Uh, number twenty four, Dane Rampy, the best one on one defender in the comp, diligent. Versatile and ever reliable, A plus. Well, if he's number one, where's Reg? Oh, that's that's another time. Conversation for later. Save that for later. Uh, he's been amazing this year, hasn't he? Yep. Has he's won. just done his job every single week. If, if I think his skills are a lot better this year. Yep. He's a lot more reliable by foot. He, when he's at full pace, I wouldn't trust anyone more to hit a target from forty meters away. Him running at one hundred percent. He's been fair call. Bloody good. A plus. Yep, A plus. We don't need to say much more than that. Uh, Benny Ronk, surprise packet pressure machine, and he's energised the forward half since he came to the side against Geelong. Just that, that real uh, burst of energy that he gave to the group. We're feeling a little bit flat after that uh, Adelaide game. Ronk comes into the side, and since then we've just looked really lively in the forward half. That tackling uh, that he brings to the side's fantastic. He hits the contest with a real pace. That seven against Hawthorne was up there with the great performances. Absolutely. He gets an A for mine based on the fact that he's a first-year player. Yeah. He's allowed to, for want of a better term, go missing a little bit in, in quarters and things like that, uh, especially in his role. He's been fantastic. An absolute, oh. a, a genuine revelation. He He went missing. <laughs> In the Hawthorne game for a brief period, yep. <laughs> to, to be fair. Um, he's just berserk, isn't he? Yep, love just it. Just the endeavour is phenomenal, dare I say. Hey, would you... Yeah, he gets an A for mine. Mads, once or twice a week, do you reckon he gets his fade done? <laughs> I actually... I would say it is at the very least one. At the very least. He's the, the sharpest hair in the it business. Is so sharp. Crisp. The Skilton medalist from last year. How often do you reckon Tommy gets his fade done? <laughs> <laughs> Once a decade. Come, come on, come on, Mads. Curls get the girls. 
Uh, Sorry, you were saying, Angel. Lukey Parker. Lukey Parker. Last year's Skilton medalist. Probably a little bit down on his own standards from last year, but compared to 90% of the competition, he's still been an elite performer in 2018. Still gets massive numbers uh, with the pressure and and, uh, with contested ball, wins clearances, hits the scoreboard. So by anyone else's standards, he's had a dominant year, but by you know his own standards, he's probably just a little bit down. I think I absolutely agree with you, and I think also his presence mm. on the ground demands uh, demands respect from the from the opposition. Yeah, uh, uh, it's it's an A for mine based on the fact that, like you said, he's probably for just for mine, Mads. For mine. <laughs> Uh, just based on the fact that, yeah, he probably isn't in career best form, but there's we, we, we wouldn't be we wouldn't be where we are if he wasn't if he yeah. if he was seriously out of form. Similar to Bud, I've given him a B plus just on that he can go to another level and mm-hmm. be that A plus that he was last year. Robinson, Dan, uh, Robinson. Mate, did you just skip yourself there? No, I said a B. Oh, you got you said a B like Tommy. A B or a B plus? A B. So Mads goes B plus, I go... Sorry, Mads goes B, I go B plus, oh, Benny goes no. A. Interesting. Okay. So okay. split okay. there. Cool, 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 Probably harsh on Harry, but he's probably slightly harder nosed in that contested ball situation. I yeah, I would, I would argue he's a little more in and under yeah. as opposed to uh, Harry's outside pace. Agreed. I give him an A based on the fact that I wouldn't have foreseen this kind of form uh, that he has displayed when he's actually been in the side, he and would. I think he has been r- pretty hard done by. He was always having to ha- having to have to compete for his spot every week. Yeah. He was always a last resort for us in the last couple of years, yeah, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah. Like Towers, for me, I've given, uh, I've brought down his mark just because he hasn't played every game. He hasn't been yeah. inside every week, so I've given him a B. He's given him a couple, given out a couple of whacks based on likes. Like it. it just couldn't. It's not even their fault. You got to get in the best twenty-two yeah. to, be, to be getting the A pluses. But, you got to play everywhere. But it's not like they're losing their spot to other fringe players. No. They're losing their spot because A-graders are coming yeah, back exactly. in. So as far as I'm concerned, it's not on them, Tommy. It's not on them. Yeah, that's I right. completely agree. Completely external, agree. external factors can affect your your, your year. still remains that a mark has to be given. Mm. Yeah, I'm just saying you're being way too tough. <laughs> no, I like it, Tommy. Keep doing it. Uh, number 28, Nick Newman. Probably the only one that's clearly underperformed last year, looking at preseason expectations. Last year played 20 games, seemingly was locked into the best 22, and he's just fallen out of favour. Three games only this year, and when he's played, his leg speed has been exposed, and he's looked a little bit out of touch around the contest. He won't be at our football club next year. Huge. He might be. <laughs> he said that. He said that before. He said that before, Matt. So I regretfully am inclined to agree. I won't won't state my claims to that just yet. But, I mean, by all accounts, he's doing pretty well on the knee for He just can't 
break in. Very, and very different level, though. Yeah, you've got to crack it to get the good mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. This caper. Gets, gets my, realistically, gets my lowest score. Same. Oh, it's at a B. <laughs> <laughs> Can you not, Matt? <laughs> Take this off here. Uh, gets a D plus. Ooh, yeah. yeah. I even went D. I said D as well. D for Newey. Sorry, sorry, Newey. <laughs> <laughs> Take your judgmental gaze off me, Mads. Uh, number 29. Now, let's go to Scalp Watch. For number 29, uh, in the past six weeks, his direct, opponent, uh, his direct opponent has averaged six, uh, 18 disposals in the past six weeks. Shuey, 14. Jack Stephen, 13. Cripps, 17. Zorko, 21. Fife, 28 was the highest, but still limited. And Mitchell, Tom Mitchell, 20. This is George Hewitt we're talking about. Lord Hewitt. Takes them all Georgie down. Georgie boy. Jorge. Doesn't matter who... <laughs> That horse puts him on, he takes them down. He's the best. I love George. Brett Kirk. They're, they're strong words from uh, from Tommy. He's oh, the he best. loves him. He's the best run with player in the AFL, hands down. I've George put, Hewitt. I've put here A plus plus. Yeah, you know, you know what? To to hear a, a term like that, oh, he's the best run with player in the comp. You can't really think of too many that. Oh. Mm-hmm. I've got a couple of North mates that would uh, Benny Jacobs. That. Benny yeah, Jacobs didn't yeah. play last week. No, I'm, I'm plus, with you. I'd, I'd rather plus, who would know? Games. Who watches North games? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, I, you know, he's certainly up there. Yeah, a, a, a plus plus. I, um, yep, same. He, he, he responded after you gave him a right whack. <laughs> um, he responded in a big way. Obviously, an avid listener. Nah, absolutely has. Come of age, and I look forward to some continued development from his run with role. He won most improved last year. Could win it again. Yeah. Well, not oh, realistically. Pro- <laughs> they probably don't give it to you two years in a row, but... I don't. I think Florence probably got... Yeah, uh, O-Flow. Florence probably got something to say about that. Chief but anyway. might be up there as well. Florence will be quite decorated at the end of this year, I reckon. Uh, number 30, certainly will. Number 30, Tommy McCartan. Now, you couldn't ask for more from young T-Mac who's put in a huge body of work as the main aerial contester since Sam Reid went down in the forward half. Love his attitude. You can already tell that once his body matures, he's going to be a frightening proposition for opposition defenders. Man, he must have a different dad because he's <laughs> far and away <laughs> that much better than Spuddy. Can you say that? He uh, is honest. <laughs> I absolutely am in love with McCartan. I think his effort and his running and even just his ability to contest and bring the ball to ground. Mate, what, what more? We were talking earlier about uh, about Ronk. Like, what more can you ask from a first-year player? A plus. A plus, based on what he's put out, for sure. Mads? Agreed, agreed. I'm going to give him an A. A. But he's a marking forward. Where well, he's a tall, he's a tall forward. Yeah, he's played five games. That's that's great. He's kicked three goals, so that's why yeah. I'm not giving him okay. a, a plus. No. That's I mean, that's his, good. His key key role is to kick goals, and, and he hasn't really done that. That's but cool. I, cool. I'm a big fan of him. As well, well. I would argue that he has, based on the fact that he's played five games. He's kicked three though. As a, as a forward, you'd I'd probably want he's, bigger output than that. Yeah, for sure, but. 
He's a first year player. No, I know. I know. That's that's why I'm saying. Mate, I'm he's got him spaghetti age. for for bloody arms. <laughs> like, well, the great, well, the great to disagree <laughs> on that one. Uh, <laughs> number thirty one, Harry Marsh. Now, I can't fault Harry Marsh and his dedicated application to his role in defence. He's found a niche as our sort of hybrid defender, primarily a lockdown type, but also chips in as the sweeper on the last line of defence and occasionally as the ball user on the defensive exit. Been very solid. He's been Mr. Reliable. I know he's had a few questions raised at different times, but he is a guy who's been very reliable and has had to sit on the fringe and has come in whenever we've needed something down back. But realistically, now that Mills is out, I'm more than happy uh, to see Marsh continue continue to grow effectively as a player. Yeah, leaning towards A, but I'm going to give him a B plus. Number 36, Alir Alir. Now, he looked a little bit out of sorts when he played as a forward against the Dogs, but he looked like an all-Australian defender in our last match against the Eagles. The jury's still out on him, but if he can develop a bit of consistency, he won't have many doubters anymore. I loved him. I loved him last uh, a fortnight ago. He was composed, and that's what we wanted from him. He just got a little bit excited um, in the last couple of years, and that's when he made his mistakes, but... God, he was just a rock, wasn't he? Was it nine intercept possessions against the Eagles? Marks are plenty across and the back half. And a haircut. Yeah. Oh, we talk Mr. about Mr. T. <laughs> Good Lord Almighty. Mr. T. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. So he's only played the two games, so tough to give him a rating. So I'm going to give him a C plus. Just on, he's had a really good game. He's had a really poor game. I agree with that. That's... I'm going to give him a B, benefit of the doubt, oh, based on... Bit oh. to prove still. Just yeah, the absolutely. One, good game. Absolutely. one good game. Yeah, but only had one poor game. Yep. So this is the thing. If it's <laughs> if it's after the Bulldogs game, if he doesn't come back into the side and put in the performance that he does, we're all going, oh, geez, oh, it's looking bleak. But he's come out. He's absolutely annihilated it. If he's going to keep up that form, I'm going to back him in to do that. Yeah. Number 39. Oh, is that you changing your tone a bit, Matt? Oh, I, I'm, I agree. Oh, well, that's interesting. I agree with everything. Can't say I didn't see it coming. Number 39. <laughs> and would it be an All-Australian, possibly, for this man, Reg Grundy? Would it be an All-Australian? Oh. No. Just please? He won't be an All-Australian. He should be. He should be. He's been constantly overlooked for Team of the Year. How, how that's happened has me absolutely flabbergasted. He's an absolute gem. Just continues to dominate in the twilight of his career. Mate, he should is be all Australian. He's absolutely. He's in the. You, you talk about how effectively he has been robbed on a few occasions. Three years not, in a row, not not getting in uh, to the All Australian team, and realistically, he is in career best form. Do you know His who he's intercept marking is absolutely unbelievable. Do you know who's robbed him every time? Oh, yeah, Alex, Ta- Alex, Alex Rance, Rance and Daniel Talia and Jeremy McGovern. He's every bit as good as them. Alex yeah. Rance, the number one garter of grass yeah. in the competition. Yeah. Watch me just drop off my man and take an intercept mark. Daniel Talia, the number one. Oh. Watch his goals go over his an head. An All-Australian. Oh, come on. Uh, A-plus for Reg, for me. Yeah. Oh. yeah. How many pluses can we give? Yeah, exactly. Uh, number 40. Some at the start of the year may have questioned whether Smooch is still a lock in the best 22, but he certainly is. He's uh, shown no signs of slowing down this year, and he continues to go quietly about his business, plays his thrashing role. the game's best small forwards. Plays his role. A plus. Correct. Yep. Uh, I think we're all, all yep. happy with that. A plus. Uh, the Flying Fox and his goals against Geelong, they were super important in that game. But like Towers, he struggled to get back into the team with so many... 
performing so well. So, but but he's another solid player, ready to go if required. I, I liked Foxy's work when he was in the side. He's just being kept out at the moment. Yeah, he fringe player, fringe player, correct? Relief player. Yep, and he's... he will come in when someone's injured, and he will lose his spot when a, a, a core player is ready to come back in. C plus. Yep. Yep. And the last man to review is two first names. Lloyd. Gee, he's a good boy. User, this boy. He is, uh, no, no matter what, he's always in the right spot. Uh, whatever carnage has occurred in the back half in the lead up to him taking possession, time seems to slow down as soon as the ball hits his hands. Um, along with Silky. Heaney and Sinclair, and in recent weeks, Kennedy would be in contention for the lead in the BNF, I would think. You know, I had uh, a good chat with. With a mate of mine who I was obviously talking up, Lloyd. And he said, "Yeah, but like half back, it's the easiest position to play." And I do agree. It's a lot of easy touches. It's a lot of uncontested ball. But that's, that's the role that he plays. You, you need that. Every 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 team has it, and that's the role that he plays. And to me, I, I don't really see. That's absolutely given essential. His, given his stature, I don't really see him going into the. He's he's pretty small. He's very lean. I don't really see him putting on fifteen kegs of muscle and going in and being an inside mid. He doesn't. So he doesn't as, far, as long as exactly, he's going to be our next McVay. And as far as I'm concerned, he's in career best form. What I'm concerned about is that two contracts have been offered to him, and he's knocked back both of them. Mm. Concern, and that's that's something that just doesn't happen with our football club, and. That to me is really, really concerning. Yeah, so A plus for performance, and but uh, but dog and the boys C minus yeah. C minus for D not, plus for not D signing F. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know that. Please sign, Lordy. Fingers yeah. crossed. Yeah, but sign. you know what? Like, I, I hear what you're saying. On it's certainly not a good sign that he's knocked back two contracts. But at the same time, how often do players turn around and go, "No, nah, just going to wait until the end of the year." I'm just waiting until the end of the year. Dusty had three... Not often with our football ...million dollar offers. Yeah, not often. And I I hear that, but... It's not panic stations until he signs with someone else. Well, boys, what do you say we go to a break? How's the one-hour first segment, by the the way? The bumper. The bumper special. Luckily, there's been... Forensic uh, analysis. Up until this point, there's been no stingers. Yeah, let's go to everyone's favourite stinger, <laughs> and we'll be back straight after this on True Blood. Didn't he say he was going to fix that, mate? <laughs> some point. I would have thought he did. This is True Blood. You're listening to True Blood, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. Welcome back to True Bloods. Now, as we always like to do in the second segment, and we will rush through this second segment because we carried on a bit there in that first one. Nearly went for an hour. It's so. a bumper season <laughs> it is. review. It is. it is. Mid-season review, I should say. Uh, but something we always like to do in the second segment is a little bit of social interaction. And uh, our favourite competition, the greatest swan of the past 25 years, knockout competition on Facebook. And uh, we just let this... Most recent battle dwell for a couple of weeks while we did our uh, our buy round premiership memory spectacular, which you can check out on iTunes and Mushka if you haven't heard it already. Uh, and it was Jared McVeigh, Macca, 
taking on Tony Lockett, plugger. And as you probably expect, the result was fairly straightforward. Uh, McVeigh, 35% of the vote, 154 votes, defeated by Tony Lockett, 65% of the vote, 285 votes. Jared McVeigh. I wasn't expecting he'd get that close. So he's done all right. He's, so. grabbed, he's grabbed a few votes there, Macca. Jared McVeigh, 311 games, 200 goals. Sydney captain, 2011 to 2016. Bob Skilton, medal 2008 and 13, two-timer. Uh, all Australian, 2013. Sydney Premiership captain, 2012. Eliminated by Tony Lockett, 98 games, 462 goals, two Colm medals, four overall, two for the Swans, 96 and 98. Three-time All-Australian for the Swans, five-time over, overall, 95, 96 and 98. Sydney Swans Team of the Century at full forward, 1995 Skilton medalist and Australian Football Hall of Fame legend, Tony Lockett. You should uh, probably just record that spiel for Plugger because I reckon he's going all the way to the final. <laughs> well, it just so happens that we're not far away from it. There are two battles left before the final. Yes, we are up to the semi-final rounds. The quarterfinals are finished. That was the last quarterfinal, McVeigh versus Lockett. Lockett, of course, through. And the first semi-final, there's only four players left and two of them going up in this one, Goods versus O'Loughlin. Adam Goods taking on Michael O'Loughlin, semi-final one, greatest swan of the past 25 years competition on Facebook. You can vote on Wednesday morning. It'll be up there. I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah, who's, so am I. Who's, uh, who's got your pick, Mads? It's got to be Goodsy. It has to be. But I, I it has just, to be. There'll, I, be. there'll be Mick fans out there. I adore well, Mickey. Absolutely, they will. Absolutely, they will. I adore Mickey. and um, We all do, but this isn't about adoring Players. It's not about adoration. Who is the greatest? Adam Goods. Over O'Loughlin, definitely. Now, um, should we go to the social segment? Yeah, a bit of a a social question, as we always like to do on True Bloods. In the second segment, we put up a bit of a social question. And the social question today was heading into the second half of the season, who do you think is our most important player and why? And the True Bloods faithful had a few things to say. Benny? Yeah, my uh, my personal favourite uh, actually came from Lee Davies. Lee. What did Lee say? Buddy, you work it out. <laughs> I actually really appreciate that. Uh, there was another good one there uh, from Darren Thompson Sinclair. Just because if he goes down, so do we. And I completely agree. Yep. Um, I've got one from Damien Arnold. Has to be Buddy. With the proviso that we stop just bombing it into him. Bloke has won us so many games since he came. Sure, we won games without him, but if we get our game plan right, I think he's without doubt the most important player. How about the field kick on the guy too? Sets up as many goals as he kicks. Pretty much saying exactly what we all think. Just as as long as you play him correctly, he vital. Damo, he's a, he's been a keen contributor. He has. Over, uh, over the over the course of the season. Keep it up, Damo. Tommy. Uh, Atticus Saunders had this one. Another consistent contributor. Yes, certainly Correct. is. JPK. The skipper is almost back to his All-Australian best form and he's a proven game changer and match winner. He can fit the other 21 blokes on his shoulders when the team needs lifting and he's ready to atone for 2014 and 2016. There's really three names that keep coming up when you look through these comments and it's Buddy, it's Kennedy... And sinkers. Well, yep. for mine, Benny. For, for Mads. Special mention, for Mads. Reg, special mention, Reg. For mine, it's Sinclair by far. 
he's the most important. I'd, I'm inclined to agree. He I, goes down. We just don't have anyone to come. No, up. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like any. Buddy's going to be. Buddy's going to be chucking on a shin guard. Any other player, it's just like for like. You can bring someone else in, but there's no one else. I of course agree with both of you, but wouldn't want to be accused of bias. So no, I'll just. Oh, we all know you're bloody biased. Like that's, <laughs> um, you, should, you should do your own mid-season review of our podcast, Tommy. Just quickly, I'm, I miss Dan Kerwin. Dan Kerwin, if you're listening, I don't know what's happened. Get back on. I don't know where you've gone. Come on, Dan. But we want you back. We love you, Kerwin. We do. Now, Tommy. Oh, is it that time again, Matt? It is that time again. Oh, we're getting a bit obscure, Benny. Oh, it's getting very, very, very obscure. Oh, hold on, I've lost it. I'm I heard he had a bit of a rough... Oh, he's, he's I, heard, I heard that uh, I heard Mads had a bit of a rough week at, at work when he we were forced to forego the obscure swine. Yeah, Apparently, he <laughs> just threw him off and, you know... He was, yeah, it's back this week. It's back. Yeah, he Sorry, everyone. sleeping in, you know. Sorry about last week, everyone. I was getting messages, calls, going, where, where is it? Where's the segment? Well, it's back. And this particular player was recruited as the number 59 draft pick in the 2005 AFL draft from Claremont. He made his debut for the Sydney Swans in round 18, 2008, against the Western Bulldogs. He was delisted from the Sydney Swans at the end of the 2009 AFL season due to lack of opportunities. He then returned to Claremont Football Club in 2010 and played a vital role in the midfield. As the team oh, I've went got on. it because I'm always across the Claremont Footy Club. <laughs> <laughs> he played... Waffle. Waffle. He played from 2006 to 2010, four years with the Sydney Swans, played three games, kicked one goal. Three games. Came from the waffle. This is bloody this obscure. This is obscure. This is obscure as they come. Drafted in 2005. His first game was Western Bulldogs at Marnica Oval. In 2008. 2008, sorry, yes. It's... There's, there's not a great deal of info on it. Uh, you got a got a height or a weight or yep, a hair yep, colour? Absolutely. Uh, 184 centimetres, just on six foot. 81 kilograms. Do you want initials? Uh, give us a position first. Uh, look, he was a smallish forward. Moving into the midfield. I reckon it's it's... Look, it's a tough one. I'm initials? I'm down uh, to a couple. First, first initial is R. Might have it. Might have if it. If you've got it off that, you are a berserk man. Is it Ryan Brabazon? You're cooked, mate. Yeah. <laughs> How's I was that? No, I was no any of but that. But you, you, you know who he is, though, don't you? Yeah, no, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Oh, the fact that we ever know who he is is ballistic because he played three games and kicked one goal. I was tossing. Mate, it. when you started going into his bloody Claremont stats <laughs> and highlights, I'm like, what? The Wikipedia page just ran dry. I was tossing up between two and I thought, nah, Simon Phillips, he's from South Australia. He's not from WA. I reckon Brabazon's from WA. 
and then you said initial is R, and I was like, yeah, it's got to be him. To be fair, to, to give the True Bloods faithful um, full disclosure, I was reading out a different obscure swan and then incidentally read out his name while going through it. <laughs> we, not, not your finest hour. Not my finest hour. <laughs> so take two on the obscure swan, but uh, still got it, Ryan. Brazos. Indeed. Uh, coming up You'll to June 30, you know, cut some, cut some slack. Oh, yeah. Well, you got a lot on your plate. Yeah. Coming up to the end of financial year. All right, well, let's go to our second break on True Bloods, and we'll be back after this with the preview of the massive game on Thursday night against the Richmond Tigers. You're listening to True Bloods, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. Welcome back to True Bloods. Now, we've got a massive game coming up in a couple of days' time. Top of the table clash, Thursday, our second for the year. Thursday night, it's going to be an absolute corker against the reigning premiers, the Richmond Tigers. They're going to be a tough opposition, but they're going to be one that I reckon we can get over if we play our best footy for four quarters, Mads, which is what you're after. A bit of four-quarter footy. It's all I, all I want. That's what we're going to I need. I don't ask for much, Benny. Just four quarters of footy. That's what we need. That's what I we would need. run out of fingers if I had to count the amount of things you've asked for. <laughs> <laughs> Mance. I don't ask for much. I don't ask for much. But geez, I uh I love a four quarter performance. I would absolutely love some structure to the team. I'd love another tall forward. I would love another ruckman. I am sick of how Mate, I tell you what, there's been plenty that you could ask for. Um I am inclined to agree. I have for whatever reason really lightened up on on Sydney. I think that they, I'm starting to I'm starting to believe um, that we are indeed building towards a premiership tilt. Effectively, I mean I know it sounds silly when we're sitting second on the ladder. Did you ever not have belief? It's not that I didn't have belief, but we weren't. We haven't great been footy. playing premiership footy. No, no, not at all. But I, instead of, I may have been a bit impatient, and I wanted to see a, a drubbing or a, or a really big win or fifteen goals to perhaps. Sidelined. <laughs> red card. Yeah, red behaviour. Red behaviour there, Matt. Um, I'm starting to. I'm looking at this Richmond game. I mean, yeah. Technically, their home, their home game, but really ours. <laughs> yes, I'm. Mean, I'm really interested to see. I, I think this is going to be a bigger measure for Richmond and where they're at than it is for us. Because the thing is, like, let's face it, we will continue on from this, and we'll still be known for what we're known for. We're going to be super hard. We'll be very tough. We'll still be there come September. Richmond will as well, but they haven't won away from the MCG. There are still question marks over. Um, I think quite a few of their bottom, their tail end players. Uh, they're very, very good role players, but I'm really, I'm really intrigued to see where Richmond get to here. Matt? What's the big threat, do you reckon, boys? What's the, what's the biggest threat that Richmond poses to us winning the game? Is it, is it Martin and Cochin in the middle? Is it Rance taking down Buddy? Is it their small forward pack? What, what do you think? 
where where lies the biggest well, issue for us to well, look, hold them to account. Buddy has only kicked in the last year. Buddy's only kicked one goal against Rams. He's towelled him up other years, but recently Rams has had his measure. So to me, I their think, their back six have had his measure. Yeah, correct. I think that is the key matchup. Drag him up the ground. To, that's what I'm going to say. I, I reckon get him away from there and get him yep. hitting Haywood lace out um, because I, I reckon Haywood would actually do better in, in that position. Um, he, it, look, it's... Big game for McCartan. McCartan would frighten the life out of Grimes and um, whoever else they got. Yep. Are Asprey going to be fit on, for this on one? I'm not pure sure. pure yep. work rate look, alone. In terms of contested possessions, it's we're 147.7 to 147.3 on average. So it's the midfield battle is going to be a midfield battle. It's sort of not. If you if you ask Richmond supporters, they'll say their best their back six is the best in the comp. Yeah, if well, you ask Sydney Swan supporters, we'll yeah. say our bet back six is the best back six in the comp. So I think it could be that type of game where the defences are both going to hold up pretty well and it's how much you can get through it. And both ways, both ways. How much can you get yeah. through the Sydney defence if you're Richmond? How much can you get through the Richmond defence if you're Sydney? They they are, I think, second for inside fifties and marks inside fifties as well. So that they, we're going to be, if you look at that, we're going to be under the pump. We've conceded more inside fifties in a lot of games though yep. this year, and have been able to absorb that. That's my point. Magnificent. Yes, we are. As I said, I think last week, seven from seven. Losing the inside fifties, yep. Win the game. Lose the inside. Fi- it doesn't matter whether we've won or lost inside fifties. We win the game. Yeah. So the it's easy to have a conversation like this. You know what? Are, what is the key to Sydney winning? Real. Realistically, what is the key to Richmond winning? I've said to my Richmond mates earlier in the week. The key to this game is you are not going to kick more than 12 goals against us. You will not get more than 12 goals against our back six. So it's how many can Sydney kick on yours? That's what I, th- I think. That's why I think Buddy's the most important cog in this wheel of winning this game. I think Richmond because, will kick nine to 12 goals. Yeah. They won't get more than that against our back six. But we notoriously we, haven't kicked a lot of goals. We're year. not a high-scoring high team traditionally. Whether we can get the nine to 12 goals required to beat them... Is, is the question, but we're generally pretty efficient on Eddie Had. Yep. Yep. And Buddy's, Buddy's good on Eddie Had. He sure is. Um, it's going to be tight, no matter which way you look at it. I, I can see it being under a goal either way. I think we'll win, but it's certainly not going to be a blowout. Kennedy or Parker head to head with Martin? Kennedy. And when Martin goes forward? I'd go Parker, actually. I reckon it's a good test. Good, he could build build the second half build of his a, year yeah, off that. Yeah, for sure. And if Martin goes forward? Rampy. Ramps. Got done against Dangerfield in the semi. Yeah, but... Who, who, no, okay, no, Dangerfield's so, more powerful than Martin. But, 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 uh, but uh, mate, they're both... Yeah. They're both strong, explosive midfielders. At the end of the day, we probably don't have anyone yeah. who's perfectly matched no, up you to don't. go on them. So, and at some point, Martin will probably have his turn throughout the night. But that's why you either... I mean, I wouldn't recommend man-marking him 
Yeah. In terms of like, well, Parker, you're on him and you stay on him. No. Yeah. Or George, you're on him and stay on him. Yeah. You just. George, I think, goes to Cochin. I think that's crucial. I think we have to yeah, send so George I. to Cochin. Cause he's, he's been, uh, been maligned a little bit by, uh, opposition supporters in the media and Trent Cochin, but he's having Over a the pretty years. good year. He's having a great year this year. He's having a really good year. So. Like I said, I'm really interested Starting to see to earn how that Brownlow from 2012. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, interesting, interesting. He'll always share it, won't he? Uh, it. To be honest, it. I really, I'm excited. I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm not pinning our hopes of winning a grand final on whatever this game is. I'm sure the media will. They'll say it's you know, it's the grand final in July Preview, or yeah. in June or whatever. Uh, for mine, just for mine, man. Just for yours. <laughs> it will be it will be a Sydney win, but I wouldn't be surprised if it goes the other way. I, I agree really strongly with what you said, Tommy. I really like that insight. I think we win if our back six does what it's done all year. If we stay as as diligent as we have been, that back six: Smooch, Ramps, Lloyd, Marsh, Reg. Question. Macca, if he what comes question, back in. question, who, who goes out? Well, that's the Aaliyah. interesting one. That's the interesting one. Do you see... I was talking about this earlier tonight um, with a mate. Do you do you take a leer out and stilt what, what uh, momentum he would have gained last week um, and keep Marsh in the side because he's doing a great job as that diligent um, lockdown player and he's less of a risk? Um, in terms of coming out of defence, um, I think you do need to take risks in this game. So, is it do you bring out one of Marsh or Alier? One, one being Marsh, which is the more the less of a risk. Alier being more of a risk, but probably uh, more flair and more and reward. More, yeah, more reward, yeah. Well, more chance to damage you think the game. About it. Or do you take out a Jack or Hanbury and you leave both of them in there and bring Macker in? Oh. I've actually, I never, I didn't actually think about that. I didn't go that far. Oh, take, take a jack out. I went oh, for, a, I went, yeah, backman for a backman, yeah. pawn for a pawn. Yeah, so uh, we were thinking too uh, low level. We weren't. We uh, needed to think more laterally. Yeah, correct. Like do you Thomas. take out one of Jack or Hanbury? You yeah, could maybe. do it that way. Look, we all know my feelings about Hanbury, but I think we all I'd know prefer, my feelings about Jack. Yeah, well, I think I'd prefer Jack go out. I'm happy I'm not on selection committee this week. That's yeah, it's hectic. Yeah. It's a tough one. Like I said, um, though, I think a good, you know what? Good way to experiment. McVeigh needs to be in, though. Yeah, 100%. Mac has yeah. to come back in. His composure at the back has been they vitally said he important. Could, see, the, the thing is, they said he could have played last week. Which, which oh, sorry, not last week, uh, fortnight ago. Which gives me a lot of joy because it's not like he's coming off a lot of something, yeah, something that uh, was hindering him, which is which is really good. Bugger it, Kieran Jack out. Aaliyah stays in. Let's let's have a bit of fun with it. I would I I, I would love to see Aaliyah start to obviously you, get a couple of those intercept marks and then start taking off and give us a bit of rebound action. You talk about confidence players, yeah. I mean, there is, he would be equal with Rowan in terms of being somebody who thrives off confidence. Yep. For sure. Tommy, what, what, what would you do? Give us a, give us that and then give us your margin. Uh, Result and margin. It's harsh, but Kieran Jack 
is the one that makes way if I'm the selector. If I'm on the selection team, I'm voting for Jack out. Keep Alir because his momentum's great, and if he can continue it, he's going to be so important having having his abilities at its best. And it may be uh, a grand final preview, year. but it's not a grand final. We have the opportunity to experiment. And and what having both Alir and Marsh in the back half is going to do to assist the defence is going to offer us more than what Kieran's going to do for us in the midfield or the forward half, I think, in terms of winning that game against Richmond. So, exactly right. Um, yeah, Kieran's the one that goes out for me. I think Swans by 18 points. Three Ooh. straight kicks, Matt. Good Lord. Yep. Build a bit, getting... of a, a bit of a percentage game. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think it stays tight all the way through and then... Richmond, unlike every other week, yeah, I was going to say that's... in the last quarter. In the last quarter, every, every other week they've been able to, you know, get the Richmond machine going and roll over the top of sides. I think our pressure game isn't going to allow them to do that. They're going to shit themselves, and we're going to win. Well, I look the forward. Face of, uh, uh, I look forward to this game. Oh, so do I. So Can't do wait. I. It'll be an absolute ripper game of the year without yep. a shadow of a doubt. I'm going with my dad. Which is the always, old, with the old man, with yeah, old Codge. He was. Um, he sent me a photo. He's buying because um, we went to the uh, the Geelong game a couple of weeks ago, and it's freezing at the MCG. And he's bought himself some uh, thermal underwear to wear under his jeans because he was too cold. Good call. Good. Middle of winter. Huge, I was huge there for call. the Hawthorne game. It was freezing. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the old members reserve. Expect a very loud couple of uh, clerks. So three goals swan way for me, boys. Margins. Uh, six points. I'll meet, I'll meet you in the middle. I'll go ten. Ten points. Kicking a couple behinds. Because I reckon we will probably plug a few behinds. I'll uh, move on to a reserves update. So we are in the top four, our Neafel side. The Neafel. After winning our six in a row against the Suns a fortnight ago, Cameron booted three, was named BOG. Rose also booted three. Towers two, Dawson one, Stoddart one. They all hit the scoreboard as well. Robinson, Fox, O'Reardon and Newman all named in the best. And after last weekend's bye break, we head across to Blacktown for the home game against Brisbane, and they're coming off a 35-point loss to the Giants. So looking for seven in a row in the Neafel. Still, um, I'm really enjoying these reserves updates. <laughs> it's actually, honestly, it's giving me something to talk about. Uh, it makes me seem like I pay more attention to the football club than I actually do. What most impressed you about the, the Neafel side's <laughs> win against the Suns a fortnight ago? <laughs> the sort of question I usually try to avoid, but I'm just going to talk. I'm going to absolutely uh, get stuck right into to Darcy Cameron, booting yeah. three, best on ground, mate. That bloke is just bashing down the door to get into it. Sure uh, is. He's in, he's in great form. Great form. Something I now know, thanks, <laughs> thanks to, to all of your reserves updates. <laughs> uh, no, you can certainly see over the, if you if you listen back, True Blood's faithful. He's, uh, if you pay attention to these updates, Cameron's in seriously good nick. Great nick. Seriously good nick, which kind of begs the question, wouldn't mind a second, uh, wouldn't mind a second Ruckman. So, anyway. Yeah, good luck to our reserves, the Neafel side this weekend. The Neafel side, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So we are the curtain raiser for the round. Thursday night spectacular at Marvel Stadium. It's hard. Yes. Are we the curtain raiser? Huh? Did you say the curtain raiser? For the round. For the, where the Thursday oh, right. night game oh. is in the curtain raiser. I was going to say, if I'm with the Neafels there, I'm, I'm, I don't know why the Neafels playing at Eddie Hat, but I'm <laughs> no, bloody no, no, there. No. <laughs> <laughs> Any opportunity see, to support see, the lads? See Darcy Cameron in uh, full flight. 
me and 20 other people in Eddie Had. Um, right, let's bang through these tips, boys. Bulldogs yeah. versus Cats, Eddie Had, Friday night. Cats, Bulldogs suck. Bulldogs suck. <laughs> Cats. I don't think Geelong are... Geelong are high, great, but, but Bulldogs, Bulldogs are terrible. suck. Now, yeah, I'll give them a little out. They they have been decent on Eddie Had this year. They were okay last week. They won a flag in 16. They suck. I'll give them half a chance, but they're not going to win. Uh, Geelong by 20 points. Uh, Carlton... They have the holy trinity, Geelong. Yeah. And, and that it. is effectively... That'll get it. That'll mate, get it done. Absolutely. Uh, Blues taking on Port MCG. Love the Blues against for three quarters against uh, against Collingwood. Yeah, great. It was uh, awesome. Charlie Curnow. Oh, Lord. Exciting. 800 grand, his new deal. He, a year. And this is a guy who's played 32 games. Yeah, and it's front-ended. 800 grand. And it's front-ended. Berserk. Here's something someone was telling me. Tom Boyd's deal is very heavily front-ended as well. He apparently... Wants out. No, 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 no. Like, net in his account... Oh, yeah. yeah. ...is, like, not far from six figures. Yeah. It's going all right. Good on your boy. Dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Port, Adela- Port Adelaide, Port yeah. Adelaide are a bit of a sleeper at I, the moment. I, they are a sleeper, but I wouldn't be surprised if something happens this week. I reckon it's, they'll get it done. I they're, think they're it, banking it, wins. They're it, banking it, wins just yeah. like us. They are, but I feel like as soon as they leave Adelaide, yeah. there's, you've nerves. got there's the, yeah, nerves. the power you've goes out. to talk about. Whack. I think I reckon when they've got to come to to Melbourne to play a, a Richmond, to go to West Coast to play the Eagles in a like a preliminary final or something like that. I think they're in strife. Yep. But yeah. very good side. Uh, this one's a doozy at 4.05pm Adelaide Oval. The Crows taking on the Eagles. Both sides horribly out of form yeah. in recent times. Uh, are the Eagles getting their forward line back? Yeah. Do they have I'd, a forward line? I'm not sure at this stage. I dare say no. Mm. I haven't heard anything about it. If so. it's a no, Jack Darling's still, Jack if Darling's still a few away. Kennedy could come back, but not sure. Yeah, so look, if Kennedy comes in, the Eagles win comfortably. Didn't, didn't they, Otherwise, it's a toss of the coin. Didn't oh. they get exposed? Yeah, oh, they sure did. They got sure like, did. Just, just two players. You know, and you know what? Credit to Woosha. He just outcoached them. Yeah, definitely. And when, Simpson was exposed, Yeah, is the word, for sure, man. Yep. I'll go the Eagles Adelaide are trash. Absolute rubbish. Uh, collective uh, yeah. minds. Yeah, uh, not anymore. <laughs> no My collective God. minds. Tell anymore. you what, like, didn't that blow up? Yeah. Oh, let's call a press conference at 3 p.m. on Saturday. Hopefully no well, one will pay just, attention to it. <laughs> we just didn't think that it was really working. Yeah. And it was so political too. It was yeah. like, Burden. Uh, not, not political. It was so, it was like so staged. It was contrived. Oh, look, yeah. We got some things out of it yeah. and some things didn't work and we're going to take away the good and we're going to walk away with the bad. Like, how, how awkward is Bert? Stupid. Stupid decision to do what they did. Really, about, really dumb. How about this next game? The, uh, most, the most irrelevant uh, uh, side in the history of professional sport, the Gold Coast Suns take on... In the, the history of professional sport. I don't know about that. Absolutely irrelevant they are. No one gives a stuff about them, and nor should they, because they are ordinary as. And it is Collingwood Magpies who are doing some nice work. In the last couple of months, they've worked their way up to fourth and another sleeper like Port Adelaide. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone should just be worrying it about round a out, bit. They, they round out the top four. Yep. Collingwood will belt them. Uh, Giants taking on the Hawks could be an interesting one at Spotless Saturday night. Hawks. 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 Uh, Melbourne and St Kilda, you'd say the D's, surely. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I love how they just have not any time they've been on the big stage, they've not gotten it done. It just I find it very funny. Yeah. Um but yeah, they should win. It's the Saints. Surely. Yes. Well, uh, who who's in Kittle play last? Gold Coast. Gold Coast. And they That was such a good win. Jade Gresham. Was such a good yeah. that was textbook yeah. that goal. And the thing like, I I I was half watching it. And then I really got stuck in about five minutes into the last quarter. You knew that goal was coming. It was only a matter of time. It didn't matter whether it was Mav Weller from that set shot or Jade Gresham from that stoppage. You knew a goal was coming. Yeah, they breed them all class out of the Northern Football Netball League. <laughs> out of South Morang, Jade Gresham, absolute ripper. Uh, 12th versus 8th, North Melbourne and Essendon. Eddie had Sunday 3.20. Oh, that should be a good game, actually. Mm. Bombers, nah, Bombers back in good nick. Two in a no. row. No. Two in a row. Bombers suck. They won North. two in a row. Bombers beat West Coast. They did. Over yeah. there. They suck. Flash in the pan. Uh, Flash in the pan. I, I reckon, reckon North will win, but I reckon, I reckon yeah. it'll be a good game. I'm with you, Mads. I reckon Essendon will give it a good crack, but I want to win on their home paddock. They can win this on their home paddock. They'll we'll, sense that. But North should win. I think I'm just too emotional. We'll, we'll, tips. will <laughs> North win by 15 goals? <laughs> Don't be ridiculous, Mads. Of course La- I won't. Last game of the round. Fremantle Dockers versus the Brisbane Lions. Optus Stadium. Brisbane. They've got to win one. Brisbane are going to Perth to I, win. They've got I to have, win one. They've I have, got I have won one. They no, beat no, Hawthorne no, by 10 goals. Aside from that. Aside from that. <laughs> they've got to win one more. <laughs> <laughs> they've got to win one more. They do. Uh, they free, Fremantle. Side. Fremantle for me. Yeah. Fremantle are actually... They, they, you yeah. know, mate, Fife and Mundy. Mundy is absolutely... Flying. Lockie Neal. Is Walters still out? Or did uh, he only get one match? Inconsequential. They will still win. No, I know, but I'm, oh. I, I like watching Walters play. I wish I could tell That's you, That's okay Mads. with you. Don't have that information That's in front right. of me. Teams no yet to be released. Who cares at the end of the day? It is the Sunday game. Um, and that is our tips for the round of 15 matches. Rounds out the bumper mid-season the, review. Yeah, the one and a half hour spectacular <laughs> forensic analysis Hope of every player. Hope you enjoyed the extra kicker. Good Lord. <laughs> oh, this has been True Bloods, the number one Sydney Swans fan podcast. And that is it for another week. Calm the mighty bloods for this Thursday night against Richmond. And make sure you check us out on all the social channels, iTunes, Wooshka, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks to Madison Clark and Ben Andrew, as always. Always good to be here, mate. My name is Tommy Flanagan. It's been a pleasure. We'll see you next week on True Bloods. Up the Swannies. And the Bloods. This has been a Podular Media Production.